Guys, welcome back. Triggered episode three on Rumble. Thank you guys for the incredible support last week. We put up some serious numbers. I think we did like 1.3 million views uh, for a podcast, certainly a new one. Uh, That's pretty amazing. Hopefully it's because you like the content. Uh, A lot of cool things I saw from you guys that I want to incorporate in the future. Uh, A lot of people say more Kimberly, uh, which I understand is certainly better than looking at me. I can say that here because they're not going to cancel me on my own podcast, hopefully for being uh, a misogynist or whatever the hell they'll call me. But we've had a lot of fun. It's obviously been a crazy week. I also really want to thank our sponsors, uh, goldcode.com. Go check them out, but go to goldcode.com forward slash Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R. If companies are going to support uh, causes like this, if they're going to support guys like me, again, it's going to be a little bit riskier. I'm going to say stuff that not everyone's going to love out of the mainstream. Let them know that you guys are supporting them and watching them uh, because of it. I think that's an important point, okay? If you're going to be looking at gold, if you're going to be looking to diversify your portfolio, obviously right now, like 08, you got sort of crazy things happening in the world. You have uh, inflation going through the roof. Uh, You have so many reasons to think about precious metals and diversifying your portfolio. Uh, Again, go check out goldco.com forward slash Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R. Let them know. Let them know what you want to do. And, you know, they they have a plan for you guys. But again, we got to support the companies that believe in what we're saying, that believe in free speech. That's why I'm on Rumble. That's why I didn't spend time trying to build up a platform on YouTube where I wake up and say something uh, that, hey, folks, wild thought here. Maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's crazy to allow a three-year-old to mutilate their body because their teacher is trans and indoctrinated them. You know, all of a sudden, you're done with your following. So, you know, Rumble has been awesome about that. They've supported free speech, a critical thing that we need to be fighting for. So, you know, go support GoldCo. Go to my link on that, goldco.com forward slash Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R. Let them know what you're thinking. And again, uh, I'm not a financial advisor, but I can look at the world. I can see what's going on. I've run some pretty serious businesses. And, uh... Probably makes sense to look at, for sure. So, thanks so much, guys. So, news of the week. Obviously, so many things happened uh, over the weekend that we'll get to. We'll talk about what's going on in Israel. Uh, we'll talk about some of the insanity. Uh, we'll, we'll have some fun. Uh, my father's sort of starting some of his first visits of the campaign trail of the 2024 election season. But I think the first one we have to talk about is what happened to Tyree Nichols in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay, we saw this. This was truly sick, truly disgusting. Uh, I mean, condemned around the world. I know my father got up and and spoke out about it. Uh, but, But let's get into the details of it, because while that was disgusting, um, what the media did was almost equally so. Uh, Five black police officers, if you didn't see this already, mercilessly beat another black man to death. And according to the mainstream media, you guessed it, folks, white supremacy is to blame. I'll let that, I'll let that sink in for a little bit. That's how fucked up these people are, folks. That's how sick, how degenerate our mainstream media. Not like that this shouldn't have happened, which obviously it shouldn't, but like it, it must be white supremacy because You know, everything that's wrong in the world is either racism, white supremacy, or 
climate change, obviously, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's gotta be one of those. Even if it has nothing to do with any of those things, it's gotta be, and we're gonna pin it on it. So five Memphis police officers were charged on Thursday with beating Tyree Nichols to death. Uh, the officers were all black. He was also black. He was pulled over at a traffic stop. Um, and again, the entire world denounced it. But rather than doing that and saying, hey, the officers have been charged. They're going to face serious consequences. They're going to do this, and, and hopefully justice will be served. Some people are jumping to conclusions and saying justice has been served. I'm not saying that. That hasn't happened yet. But when these guys go to jail for a really long period of time, then hopefully at least justice will be served. It should have never happened. But the officers tried to pull over Nichols, pull him out of his car for allegedly driving erratically. Here's a video that shows the merciless beating of Nichols. Watch it, and we'll talk. So, obviously, terrible optics. It's awful. Police shouldn't you know, stand up subjects and take turns punching them. This is the stuff that shouldn't be happening. But it's happening. Now, the system is working in the sense that they've all been charged with murder, and we'll all have their day in court. Uh, based on what we've seen, it doesn't seem like there's any reason for any of this. And yet, liberals, they can't help themselves, folks. The media is going to media. They can't do anything other than come up with their obvious narrative, somehow of white supremacy or racism, right? Uh, they've stoked racial tensions, even if everyone involved is black, uh, because obviously systemic racism, right? I mean, everyone can be black, but the systems are then inherently racist. So even those people who would be of the same race of the victim are somehow to blame. But what I don't understand is this. You know, in years, we watched what happened to George Floyd in a Democrat city with a Democrat police chief and a Democrat city council. And you guessed it, folks, a Democrat mayor. And yet, still, with all of those people totally controlled by the Democrat Party, still, it's somehow magically white supremacy. But again, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to take my word for it. Over at CNN, they ran the headline, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they still may have been driven by racism. <laughs> you, you can't make it up, folks. Um, how much of this was maybe, I don't know, occurred because of defund the police? How much of this perhaps occurred because cops have been attacked and vilified in cities? How many good Cops with incredible records, with tenure that have been there for years, maybe left the police department because it wasn't worth fighting for something when they were up against so much, when every day going to work, they risked, you know, they wanted to get rid of qualified immunity. And if cops do something wrong, obviously they got to have, uh, they got to face those consequences. But that, hey, someone could just charge them and then they got to personally pay for their lawyers and do all of these things forever. Um, you know, the independent uh, pointing out that the officers, uh, in the death of this man, our black, is a dangerous distraction. 
pointing out that black officers beat a black man to death is a dangerous distraction from the narrative, obviously, of white supremacy, folks, right? Because, again, it's either that or climate change. I'm waiting, okay? Uh, I could probably hold my breath. By the time this podcast is done, they're probably going to talk about how it's also climate change. Um, but it's a dangerous distraction to talk about, like, hey, guys, maybe it's not racism. Maybe the cause of and solution for all of life's problems isn't white supremacy. Maybe, maybe it's what the cops and what Memphis and the Democrats that rule every aspect of that city Maybe it's what they did. Maybe by vilifying cops for years, good cops with tenure left. Maybe the cops with experience, again, said that it wasn't worth it. Maybe that created a vacuum that needed to be backfilled because all of the good officers with experience left. So now you lower your standards to fill the vacuum. Ah, now you get cops that probably wouldn't have made the cut otherwise, right? You get people that don't probably deserve to be cops that they're just stuck in there because they need it. And then... How many, and I'm asking a question because I don't actually know the answer to this, but I could probably guess, how many cops in not just Memphis, but across the country that are filling that void are like diversity, equity, inclusion candidates? Again, wouldn't have otherwise made the cut, but we got to check those boxes. We got to make sure we have, you know, a bunch of trans cops and, you know, green cops and purple cops, and we got to meet certain quotas. Now, they don't have to be the best, right? We saw this with the airlines. We're trying to make sure we don't just have the best pilots, regardless of their race, but we want to make sure we spread it out. Because at 36,000 feet, folks, I want the diversity, equity, and inclusion candidate, not the best pilot. I'm sure you feel the same way. So if you thought that AOC and the squad were complete morons, well, <laughs> the future of the Democrat Party isn't any brighter. As freshman Democrat Congressman Maxwell Frost, yes, that's his actual name, tweeted, it doesn't matter what color these police officers are. The murder of Tyree Nichols is anti-black and the result of white supremacy. Again, you can't make it up, folks, but hey, never let like common sense, basic thought. I understand that's lacking. We all understand that's lacking if you've watched the news lately. But never let that get in the way of the narrative. The narrative is that, again, every cause and solution for all of life's problems is white supremacy or climate change. So MSNBC trotted up liberal after liberal to justify this, right? Because it wasn't one of the things we just discussed, right? It wasn't like diversity hires. It wasn't lack of training because of defunding. It wasn't just who knows what else may have happened in this process. A couple of bad cops. Again, if you watch the video with sound, I didn't have that clip. But if you watch the video with sound, I hear MFing and this and that. And the guys just say, hey, leave me alone. I didn't do anything wrong. I think he screamed out for his mother one time. Didn't sound like there was a whole lot of training going on. Now, again, that happens when you defund the police, right? Rather than actually fund more training, let's give it to, like, some other ridiculous program that makes no sense. We see that happening in our government each and every day. So rather than train good cops to prevent these sorts of things, let's take that money and spend it elsewhere on our other Democrat bullshit so that cops get no training and you have bad results. Let's watch this clip. Uh, a guest says that American policing only serves white people. Seems logical. Check it out. 
systemic. And there are folks questioning, well, these were black officers and therefore the entire movement falls on its face. But what we've been saying the entire time is that we understand the roots of the tree. And that's why we understand the fruits of the tree. Very frankly, this idea of American policing serving and protecting is actually true because they serve white, wealthy people and they protect property from the rest of us. So anybody of any color is capable of carrying out that function when American policing so often, as it has been evolved from slave patrols, really deputizes citizens who take that oath to uh, wreak havoc in communities, deputizes people to carry out white supremacy on, on the state's behalf. I mean, obviously, right? I mean, the cities where they've eliminated policing the statistics for those places where the cops have been defunded, we saw this, right? I think it was the San Francisco mayor. You correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to get canceled for, uh, you know, being off a little bit. But um, didn't even, like, the mayor of, like, crazy San Francisco say, like, hey, uh, maybe we took this too far. Like, maybe if we scare away the cops, like, bad shit will happen. Hard to believe. It's hard to believe, folks. The fact that common sense is so like just gone from the conversation these days is truly amazing. So here's another 21 second clip where, again, racism is still to blame because people will say, oh, well, Don, that's one example. No, 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 these are major, you know, communist, operated, liberal uh, outlets. But like, they actually believe this stuff, folks. They are incapable of thinking beyond those talking points, which is why we have to call it out and why Again, platforms like this are so important so we can have these conversations. We can talk about exactly how stupid they actually are and allow their own words to speak for themselves. Check it out. This issue of a, a, a black man dying at the hands of police, but the police all being black. The conversation I was just having with Sonia Pruitt. It, it, it becomes about the power relationship, which exists in racist policing. Uh, what is this? Is this is this part of racism in policing or is this a weird power dynamic that comes from toxic policing? All of the above. One of All of the above, folks. It, it has nothing to do with just, you know, there's being like, I don't know, a few hundred thousand, probably more police officers in the country, and there being some bad apples. Of course, that, that happens, guys. We saw that. Again, we can say what happened to George Floyd should not have ever happened. Okay, that doesn't give you the right to burn down, like, Kenosha, Portland, you know, other cities around the country. You know, I, I understand there's an excuse because, you know, we are going to get social justice by looting the Gucci store for shoes. I, it's not a great way to sell your side of the story. I mean, if you're really outraged, I mean, I understand everyone wants some Gucci sleds, but like, really? I, I don't know. And that's what we saw because there's always the excuse. Uh, I forgot. I was wrong. You won't hear me say that often. I, I was wrong. Here's a link from Chris Hayes, where he actually says uh, the beating and likens it to Jim Crow, because I forgot, it was either racism, white supremacy, climate change, or Jim Crow. Everything is that. I, I will remember or do my best to remember to include that in the future. Check it out. So there's nothing, the problem is so large and so deeply ingrained in the structure of American society, particularly racial hierarchy, the legacy of, of slavery, uh, Jim Crow, White supremacy is an operating condition of much of American life for a very long period of time. What do you think? 
I don't know. I'm seeing some of the comments here uh, scrolling up. But yeah, they, they continue to have no clue. You're, you're right. I mean, it's, it's Democrat psychosis. And yet, folks, they're winning elections. You know, they're doing that because of ballot harvesting operations. They're doing it because of X, Y, Z. But like, you know, when do we say enough is enough? I mean, the vast majority of the cities in this country that are going to hell, that are being destroyed, that are all Democrat run. They've had plenty of time to fix these problems, and yet it's still amazing. The next clip uh, is from a guest who says, this is what it looks like when black officers align themselves with white supremacy. You know, guys, I remember, I remember there being a really good clip. I think it was from like college. It was Dave Chappelle, right? The black white supremacist. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it because that's how insane some of this commentary is getting. What was parody like 15 or 20 years ago, really funny parody, but parody, comedy you couldn't do today anymore because it's actually mimicking real life is happening every day on national television. Check it out. This is what it looks like when black officers internalize and align themselves with police culture, which itself is rooted in white supremacy. When I mean, you almost don't need to say anything else, right? That's how ridiculous this all is. It's that insane. But if you thought it was just the pundits on TV, if you thought it was just those guys, and they have a big platform, which is why we have to talk and we have to do things like this. That's why I'd love you to share this stuff with your friends because, like, candidly, uh, unfortunately, even conservative cable, they, you know, they can't say this. They want to be loved in D.C. They want to, you know, they don't want the attack pieces from the Washington Post. And it's easy to be a weak conservative. It's easy to sort of roll over, like you can say you're conservative talking points and, you know, in front of a small group of conservatives in your home city, but you know, get to DC, that's a little different. Uh, actually having the balls to call this shit out, like that's, that's different. So, you know, spread it out so your friends can actually see and follow. But uh, if you thought it was just the pundits on TV, check out this very reasonable uh, individual from TikTok. Seems like someone, just lovely person, someone you'd want to hang out with. I got a message today for some white people. If we have white people listening, paying attention, I wouldn't mind if you would do this with me. We rub our chests, we find our heartbeat, and we say, we did this. We did this. White supremacy did this. I'm talking about Tyree Nichols. The police didn't do this. The Memphis Police Department didn't do this. White supremacy did this. So at least she was reasonable. I mean, some of the stuff that I'm seeing out there, like just screaming and, the, the, you know, like a banshee, uh, you know, but imagine like just going through life and having to come up with how literally everything that ever happens is white supremacy. Again, what did people think were gonna happen when you demonize police for years? Uh, when you allow people to loot, burn, steal, commit art, felonies, murder, you know, during the summer of love. Remember the mostly peaceful protests? It looked really peaceful to me, except there's a burning building in the background, and the reporter telling me it's a mostly peaceful protest got hit in the head with a brick. I mean, it's, other than that, it was mostly peaceful, guys. You know, what did you think was going to happen? Like, if we stop the nonsense, maybe we can actually do something about this. You know, the beating seems to destroy this left-wing narrative uh, in the wake of George Floyd that, that Democrats you know, needed to spend millions diversifying police departments. 
I mean, how, how has that worked out so far? It doesn't seem like it solved anything. And again, I, I don't care if a police department is entirely black, if they're the best people to do it. I don't know that that's happened. It doesn't seem like it has because, again, it seems like we've done everything we could to scare away people, like those with 20 years on the job. I know guys with like 19 years on the job. They're like, oh, so I'm like six months from retirement. Like, I'm going to hang out at the donut shop, not do anything, because I know that anything I do, say, can, and will be weaponized by someone on TV, uh, sued by someone else. It's never going to end. And again, they don't have one original thought. They're irrational, and they want, seemingly to me, some sort of racial conflict. Because I don't know how else you get to where we are without that. I mean, it, like, at what point do you say, like, enough? So uh, that was bad enough. But what's really crazy is watching what's going on in the Ukraine right now. Uh, my father, President Trump, perhaps still your president, best president we've had in a long time, and looking at Joe Biden, honestly, like, I don't know who the president is, but it doesn't seem like it's Joe Biden. Uh, Trump warned in South Carolina that we're on the brink of World War III. Check out the clip. Through weakness and incompetence, Joe Biden has brought us to the brink of World War III. We're at the brink of World War III, just in case anybody doesn't know it. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. Peace through strength would have never happened. If I was president, there would not have been a war with Russia in Ukraine. Zero chance. And Lindsay would be happy with that. That's better than any alternative. Wouldn't have happened. And I will say this, even now, despite tremendous loss of lives and destruction of much of that country. He's right. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev literally went out there saying, hey, if Russia's defeated, maybe we're going to have to resort to nuclear weapons. Like, they have an arsenal of like 6,000 nuclear weapons. They have more nuclear weapons than we do. Now, I'm not sure all of them work, but it doesn't take many. A very tiny percentage of them have to work. Now, I'll say this. What we've seen in Russia on the front in Ukraine is probably one of the great underperformances in military history. I mean, I think everyone in the world, including the Russians, thought they were going to go in there and in two weeks later, turns out their equipment sucks. They, you know, they've been somewhat of a paper tiger, but millions of people are losing their lives because of this nonsense. And the Biden administration is actively increasing the likelihood of World War III by supplying Ukraine with things that were previously off the table. Last March, okay, less than one year ago, Joe Biden told a group of Democrats that, quote, offensive weapons like tanks to Ukraine would start World War III with a nuclear power. Watch, listen for yourself. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War III, okay? Let's get it straight here, guys. I actually agree with that idiot for the first time probably in a long time. I mean, he, he actually delivered that sentence without, like, blah, 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 you know, having marbles in his mouth, which is surprising, right? Maybe it's serious enough to merit that. But what changed? Ten months later, nothing changed. Now we're sending M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine when the president himself literally said less than a year ago that that could be the start of World War III. Now, I get it, folks. None of this stuff is going to stop until the money stops, okay? We've sent $130 billion over there. Make no mistake. 
Okay, people over there are getting rich. Okay, and people over here are getting rich. Our military industrial complex is chomping at the bit. They're loving this. They watched Big Pharma and Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson. They watched those guys get rich during the pandemic and they're saying, hey guys, it's our turn. Put me in. So when the Democrats and the Republicans, some of the warmonger Republicans tell you, well, no, no, well, a lot of it's going, it's going to boost the American economy. It, like, hey guys, it's going to boost the American economy right into World War III. Give me a fucking break. Okay, I don't want to hear it. It's bullshit. Okay, but as long as that spigot is open and people are making billions, no one's coming to the table. We're creating the next oligarch class of billionaires in Ukraine who's probably taking half of this stuff and selling it off to who knows. You've already seen Putin's negotiating with the Taliban to buy like the billions that we left there to use against the weapons that we've sent here. I mean, it's never gonna end. Even Biden said that we're risking World War III, and yet we keep doing it. So now we've sent M1 Abrams tanks. The second we did that, the second we did that, you know, someone yelled at me a couple weeks ago for me being calling out Zelensky, being he's like a welfare queen. It's like, you give him a little bit, oh, now we want more. The second we gave him M1 Abrams tanks, and I'm not saying Stacey Abrams, okay? Like the actual tanks, not Stacey, the actual stuff, like with treads. We sent him over there. Immediately, what they want next? Oh, now we need F-16s. Of course, I'd love an F-16 too, folks. Who wouldn't want an F-16? You know, I, I, I flew a single engine land. Like, I, I would, I'm a licensed pilot. Why not give me an F-16? We're just handing out F-16 like it's Oprah's book club and you get an F-16 and you get an F-16 and here's a couple billion dollars between friends. It ain't stopping until, but now we're also escalating. At what point does a nuclear power like Russia say, hey, guess what, folks? You know what? We're just in a proxy war with the United States of America. Like, that's been the case for a while. We've been at de facto war with Russia now for most of the last year, right? The Pentagon lost 200 and I think it was $220 billion, at least $200 billion they can't account for. Oh, really? I wonder where it went. Ukraine. Okay, give me a break. If you misplace $2 on your taxes, you'll get audited. I'm sure they'll do it to me. We've seen what happens. The Pentagon can lose 200 billion? Like, just think about how much money that is, okay? That's like, it seems like it's a, a, at least, at least three, four, five hundred dollars per every man, woman, and child in the country. They can just misplace it. No big deal. I mean, who cares? Who's gonna call them out? I mean, you know, MSNBC won't, they won't do these things. You know, the Democrats, uh, half the Republicans are sort of for it. Like, when's the blank check stop? It's never going to stop. So the Biden administration has been actively increasing the likelihood of World War III by supplying Ukraines with messes, missiles and weapons that were previously off the table. So when does it stop? It's going to get worse. Politico is reporting the Pentagon is considering the F-16s we just talked about and sending now American fighter jets to Ukraine. When the war started, the debate in D.C. was whether to send shoulder-fired missiles. Like, if we're even going to do that, because even that would be rapid escalation. Now it's like, tanks, F-16s, when is it going to end? But the White House spokesperson, John Kirby, says, there's no need to worry, guys, during a press release. No worries. You know, Russia probably won't use those 6,000 nuclear weapons, even though they've been at de facto war with the U.S. now, and, and we're, you know, crushing them and embarrassing them. Because that's the other thing we got to understand. Like, you know, the Eastern European mentality, I understand it because I grew up with some of it. That's where my mom was from. Like, you know, they're not like the soy boy, like guys like we have running, you know, our military these days. Again, 
We make the distinction between the door kickers and the soldiers, you know, all the conservatives, those that fought, like the fighter pilots, the SEALs that didn't want to take the vax, like those guys, versus the leadership at the top who have gone woke, liberal, batshit crazy. There's a difference, okay? So we'll make that distinction. But let's talk about John Kirby. You know, he insisted that I would just tell you that we don't have any indication that Mr. Putin has any intention to use weapons of mass destruction, let alone nuclear weapons, tactical or otherwise. And yet, Dmitry Medvedev, the president before Putin and probably still very involved and was probably Putin's puppet while he did his obligatory timeout after serving for a very long period of time, uh, said otherwise. But let's listen to this clip about John Kirby. I would just tell you uh, we don't have any indication that Mr. Putin has any intention to use weapons of mass destruction, let alone nuclear weapons, tactical or otherwise. Uh, we monitor as best we can. Well, guys, this is one of the geniuses that basically, you know, folded to the Taliban and could not have seen it coming, right? Like we've discussed many times. But there's a lot of reason to mistrust John Kirby. Uh, this is the guy that insisted that the Afghan military would fight off the Taliban, right? They're going to do it. They're not just going to roll over and be like, oh, whatever, just take over. Check it out. Listen, listen to yourself. When you say that the Afghan forces have the means to defend themselves, what proof do you have? They've lost now six provincial capitals in Afghanistan. I have the proof that they have a force of over 300,000 uh, uh, soldiers and police. They have a modern air force, an air force, by the way, which we continue to contribute to and to and to improve. Uh, they have modern weaponry. Uh, they have uh, they have an organizational structure. They have a lot of advantages that the Taliban don't have. Taliban doesn't have an air force. Taliban doesn't own airspace. They have a lot of advantages. Now they have to use those advantages. Well, guys, the Taliban kind of does have an air force. We're probably selling it to Russia, but like we left a whole bunch of Black Hawk helicopters. I think they have more Black Hawk helicopters left in Afghanistan than like I think Australia has, just so we understand exactly where we are. So that we would trust this clown um, is kind of shocking. And remember, these are the same people that said for years, Trump would start World War III. Trump's going to cause it. No, no, no. Trump is the only guy that would prevent it. Trump was the only guy that those guys feared. Remember, okay, Russia invaded its neighbors under Bush, okay, under Obama, under uh, Biden now. The only people they didn't do it was under Trump, and I wonder why that is. Maybe they understand resolve and balls and strength rather than talking points and lies. You know, John Kirby there, like, what credibility do these clowns have? The same as, the, they could not have seen this coming. The Taliban would never beat the Afghan army, right? They don't have an air force, they do now. Thanks to us, you, the American taxpayer, who our brilliant leaders decided to leave, I heard, up to $86 billion worth of equipment there. Equipment that will be used for generations to come to kill, maim, murder, destroy, subjugate the great people of Afghanistan. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't listen to John Kirby. Frankly, Trump was right. Trump said it this weekend in South Carolina, I think it was. He goes, hey guys, my personality... The one that so many of these people attack all the time, but my personality is the thing that kept us out of these wars. I could solve this in 24 hours. And he's probably right. Because when they look at marble mouth Joe Biden, they see, yeah, maybe it's a good time to invade the US. What do you think China, when, they, when China watches that, that stupidity, the incapability, whether it's John Kirby, whether it's the rest of the administration, whether it's the press secretary, whether it's the president himself, like. I mean, everything comes out, it's like, it's hard to believe they can't even read the teleprompter. Like, guys, it's not that hard. 
It's not that hard. Like, form a sentence. Like, say something that makes sense. Like, I get it. I know you got the talking points. I know CNN and MSN, DNC, they'll run with your narrative till they're blue in the face. But like, at what point do we say enough? At what point did the citizens say like, give me a break with this crap? So you gotta, you, you gotta have a hard time. But the only person it feels like in America, and this includes a lot of Republicans, who, you know, they're either hawks or they're pretending to be hawks. Or more importantly, a big point that we got to talk about, those that are funded by, like, big war or those that are funded by those who support big war. There's a lot of big Republicans that are awfully silent about this thing. You know, they may not be talking about it, but they're also silent. And that silence is deafening right now, folks. Remember that. Trump, the person that is going to get us into World War III, we heard about this for six freaking years. Trump is the only one out there on a world stage talking about like, hey guys, let's end this crap. Let's talk about peace. Maybe we don't want to get in a nuclear war. Certainly not to do it for Ukraine. Like it's not even NATO ally. Let's not forget that. Like Trump is the only one pushing for peace because guess what? Trump's not the, the only one in there that isn't getting some sort of dollars along the way. Whether it's indirect, whether it's brokerage, whether it's future campaign contributions from big war and or those who support big war or make a few bucks from it. Remember that, because it's a big, big point. The guy that was gonna get us in all the wars is the only guy that actually kept, out, kept us out of them and is the only guy that's continuing to fight to end this crap once and for all. Now we got to talk about another big one because, man, it was big. And then, man, it disappeared so quickly from like main search engines and other social media platforms. But let's talk a little bit about Project Veritas. So James O'Keefe of Project Veritas, right? The guys that send people in undercover to actually find the truth. They've, they've been discredited, not actually, but the media always said discredited. They, I don't think they've been wrong on anything yet, frankly. But, you know, constantly said they're discredited. That's why the media does their things, because journalists actually refuse to actually be journalists. Like, God forbid they do a job. God forbid they don't just rubber stamp the Democrat talking points, etc. Project Veritas released a video late last week showing a Pfizer scientific official saying that while the company wouldn't dare admit it publicly, they do mutate viruses. Like, remember gain of function, like where you play with a virus to try to make it more virulent, where you try to make it stronger? Like the things that a lot of people like me were complaining about Wuhan, I know it was a conspiracy theory, folks, that maybe one of the deadliest pandemics in history, certainly in modern history or recent history, came from the lab that studies the exact virus in question. That got me and a few others that had the guts to say it branded conspiracy theorists. Well, like every conspiracy theorist, if you wait a couple of weeks, you'll be proven right. But there is literal video now of a Pfizer executive talking about this. And I believe Google kind of scrubbed that one real quickly. You can't see it. I mean, it's, it's literally an executive from the company that many people have questioned. I mean, right, guys? Trust the big folks like Big Tobacco, because why, why would they create a product that would harm they're users. I mean, who would possibly do that? What, what is this, like the 1980s? Like, are we still pretending that all of these people have our best intentions at heart? Watch the video for yourself. We'll talk about it. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? 
Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this morning. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, not, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can pre-emptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. be, like, very controlled to make Folks, you were right again. And I, other than the media who may be watching this just to try to hate on me uh, and, and come up with an angle of attack, because again, this is just my opinion. Uh, but other than that, like everyone else in America owes all of you an apology. Because if you're watching this, you've been watching my stuff for a while or you like what I'm saying, like you've been right. The conspiracy theorists have been batting a thousand. The highly educated and sophisticated media class that know better. Not so much, folks. I don't think they've gotten anything right in, in a long time, whether, you know, starting from Russia, 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 all the way through. But it doesn't matter. They're still effective in getting that point. They're effective in sowing the seeds of doubt into the American public. And that's what they're trying to do, folks. They're trying to do that. When elections, when everything's won by basis points, margins, a couple points here and there, you know, those people who aren't paying attention that much, they're just, you know what, if I can get that guy even wondering, maybe he just doesn't even show up. Right? Maybe that's what it is. So now there's a lesson here. If you work a boring job at a company that's maybe mutating viruses that could cause mass destruction, all the things we're like, we're really worried about, you know, Russia doing, and a big part of I think why we're in Ukraine, I've read some really interesting threads about like sort of the, the labs that are over there. I'm not gonna talk about them. I gotta research it a little bit more, but like look at why else we may be in Ukraine and why maybe it's okay if we let other people kind of mutate viruses and when the Russians do it, it's bioengineering and when we do it, it's checking to make sure we're preventing pandemic, yeah, yada, yada, yada. If someone starts asking you questions, folks at work that get you to divulge a lot of secrets, maybe it's a Project Veritas reporter. So the one thing that's nice, I can say that here without worrying about actually preventing real news from coming out because if you're watching this, you're probably not one of those people. But these guys have been right a long time. After this Pfizer employee was told that he was being recorded by Project Veritas, he freaked out. Like all people who were just kidding or totally innocent would do. Check it out. Let's see for yourself. Why are you doing don't this? Don't tell anybody. Just someone who was just working at a company to literally help the public. You f up. You really did. Please read the cost as soon as possible. It was very unsafe. Can you please? I mean, hey, guess what? You know what I love that guy say? He's feeling really unsafe right now. Really? You're feeling really unsafe? You know? I think there's a lot of people around the world feeling really unsafe that a clown like this guy is talking about mutating viruses working at one of the largest big pharma companies in the world. Now again, all I have to work with is this video, but it took Pfizer an awfully long time to say anything, and when they did, it wasn't really kind of a denial in my opinion. It was sort of like, well, you know, we do this, but not really that much. I mean, what's a couple of mutations, right? I mean, folks, it takes one. You think? that the one that escaped Wuhan was probably bad enough, right? All it takes is one. Destroy the world, killed millions, destroyed economies, forced tyranny down our throats with you know, lockdowns. Now again, 
I understand that a lot of big governments were probably thrilled with the outcome because they gained a lot of power, especially, especially in places that we believe to be bastions of freedom. Okay, whether that be America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, all these places that were like, we're aligned with those guys for freedom and democracy. Guess what, guys? It's all bullshit. Okay, those guys gave up so quickly. And what was scarier is, so did so many people. I get it. I get it. There were plenty of people, you know, your job's at stake, your this is at stake. I mean, I understand that, folks. But, like, that so many just went along like sheep. No thought, no pushback, no nothing. That's scary because it, it means we lost so much. Uh, and, and we got to call it out. So keep talking about these things. Again, big tech has done whatever they can to prevent this from getting out there. Now, it's got like 26 million views, so I don't think it's going away right now. But like, they're doing what they can to suppress that, right? That's not, in, that's not election interference when they do that or when they promote the Democrat talking points, right? Adam Schiff was out there this weekend still talking Russia, 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 right? He's upset that Kevin McCarthy threw someone who would lie to the American people ad nauseum for months on end on national TV day in and day out. A guy that's never disliked the camera, lying to the American people forever. I can't believe I'm not on the Intelligence Committee. Right? The guy that slept with a Chinese spy, Eric Swalwell. What did I do wrong? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they don't have anything that they could hold over your head to find out actual information that they use to weaponize against the American people, against democracy, against any of their... They would never do that. The Chinese, they're lovely people. We should... I'm sure they can come up with some Chinese testimony from the Uyghurs that they've enslaved, that no one seems to want to talk about, especially not corporate America, uh, I'm sure they'll get some uh, real nice forced testimony uh, telling how lovely the Chinese have treated these people throughout. So, in other news that you've never heard about or seen, you haven't seen it or you haven't heard about it because it wasn't really covered. It wasn't really covered by major news institutions. I looked throughout TV transcripts uh, and the guilty plea of the woman from Canada who sent a ricin, a neurotoxin, to the president of the United States, my father, when he was president at the White House, just is going to jail for a while. I'm actually surprised. She's from Canada. I'm surprised they're actually putting her in jail and not giving her some sort of medal of freedom. But um, looking through the transcripts, someone who was guilty of a 2020 attempted Neurotoxin poisoning of my father, then president of the United States, isn't getting any coverage. I wonder why. You want to take any guesses? I have a feeling, it, again, it has to do with narrative. Because I do have a feeling that if this happened to Justin Trudeau, if it happened to Joe Biden, if it happened to, like, the dog catcher in Saskatchewan, it would be a really big story. But if it happens to Trump, it's like, well, listen, if it worked, it was probably okay. We kind of like the outcome. So we're just not going to talk about it. But a woman pleaded guilty this past week to mailing ricin to the president of the United States and crickets, just so we understand where we stand. All right. So, guys, it sounds like it's all bad. And maybe it is from real news. But, but if you haven't seen this video yet, I think it's Finland recently wanted to make sure that the sport of figure skating became much more inclusive. So they welcomed on a world stage the first seriously competitive 
transgender figure skater. Yes! What we've all been waiting for, because we don't want to just see people who are really good at what they do, people who've worked their ass off for their entire lifetimes. We want to watch a 57-year-old farmer uh, who was as graceful as you would imagine. Check it out. ajatuksen lähteä toteuttamaan lapsuuden haaveita ja alkaa luistella naismoodissa, vaikka syntyperäisin oinkin mies. Ja tuota, sieltä on niin yhdeksän vuotta aikaa, eli siihen yhdeksän vuoteen sisältyy aika paljon. Eli kun lähdetään ihan nollasta, niin ihan jo sitä, että pysyy pystyssä kahdella jalalla, pysyy pystyssä yhdellä jalalla ja sen jälkeen rupeaa niin uskaltamaan tehdä jotakin siellä jäällä. Niin ja sitten alkaa pikkuhiljaa kisaamaan ja esiintymään näytöksissä ja niin edelleen. Että sanotaan, että aika kivaa ura on ollut, mutta tietysti korona tuli vähän sitten väliin, että se sitten sotki, sotki kuviota. Mutta tuota, eteenpäin mennään ja... Mahtavaa. Näiden EM-kisojen slogan on Tule sellaisena kuin olet. <laughs> well, folks, it's unclear uh, where reality ends and the comedy sketch begins, but it's somewhere in the first couple of seconds of that, right? Like, but I, 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 I apologize. I digress. Uh, it's, it's so brave. It's very brave. And we're supposed to sit back. We're supposed to pretend that this is fine. Like, I'd like to go to, I'd like to play in the NBA. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm reasonably uncoordinated, certainly relative to NBA players and otherwise, but like, why the hell not? I, you know, you know, sons of billionaires from New York City who aren't all that coordinated and really, you know, I'm six ones. I'm tall enough, but probably not really tall to be a threat in the NBA. Like, I'd like to play there. Why shouldn't I? You know, a 57-year-old trans farmer can be put on a world stage and not really know how to skate, but, like, who cares? I mean, like, is this really about, like, actual equality? Because I've been pretty clear about this. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's plenty of conservatives, frankly, who disagree with me on this. Like, I don't care if you want to be trans when you're an adult and you want to do those things. Hey, guess what, man? Happy people are productive people. I couldn't give a shit. Okay, do what you want. Like, when you're pushing three-year-olds or when you're pushing this narrative, jam it down your throats all day long. It's so brave. Like, I could probably do that with, like, five or six minutes of skating practice. And yet, like, this, like, we're supposed to sit back and pretend that, like, it's skillful and wonderful. and Like, it's not about, it feels to me like it's no longer about equality. Or, or getting the same, it's like, they want much more than that, right? Like, you don't, have, you don't even have to be good to be competitive. I can be a dude, be not that great at sports, just like, I'm trans, now I'm going to compete against the women and take away their scholarships. Again, folks, ladies, where are the feminists? I'm sure they're not watching this, but if you are and you have some feminist friends, maybe send this to them and ask them, when are they going to stand up for, like, their daughters, who may be really good at sports, who may be out there and competing and working their asses off for their entire childhood for a scholarship that's going to get poached by a guy with a beard uh, that happens to, you know, run circles around them because they're guys, because there are biological differences. Again, you want to be an adult? You want to be trans? I couldn't care less. But if you're going to sit there and pretend that you're just a woman, and you're going to say that you're just, it's, there's no difference. And you're going to sit there and proceed to destroy, you know, every record imaginable. Like, how come there aren't, like, you know, weightlifting records broken by, like, 
men or women who become men that are trans. It only works the one way, right? It's like the guys that, sorry, I apologize. I do not want to misgender anyone. I apologize, my phone's ringing. I'll call my friends later. But uh, when does that end? Um, so it's not about merit, it's not about fairness, it's not, and it's certainly not about equality. It's some sort of special hierarchy where they get more than all of that. So now we gotta talk about a serious one. Um, what happened in Israel and Palestine over the weekend. At least seven people were killed during a terrorist attack at a synagogue in Jerusalem on Friday night. It was the deadliest attack in the city since 2008 and occurred on Holocaust Remembrance Day. It wasn't just that, right? There's bad people in the world. There's people that are obviously going to be hateful of that. It's what happened after that that really is troubling and that people need to talk about. There were people in Palestine celebrating in the streets. Uh, there's, there was joy that on an incredibly holy day, on Holocaust Remembrance Day, people could be murdered in synagogue as they're worshiping. Um, which is a real problem, guys. Like, it, it's not just like, well, there's a couple radical people, and they say, like, it's more than that. When society as a whole gets together and does this and celebrates murder in public, like, how can that be? Watch for yourself, and you, you too can see just how vile and sick this actually is. Honestly, uh, you have no words, but you got to remember now, you know, the New York Times, well, maybe it's, you know, they're, they're running cover for the, you know, the palace. It's, it's literally shocking. And again, watching the media respond, it, I, it shouldn't be shocking anymore, but it's, it's sick uh, that you're having these things, that people are out there covering for this, that they won't talk about those things. But check out another clip. There's actually fire. They brought fireworks to celebrate this thing. Watch. I'm sure the media will make up a holiday that was being celebrated. That doesn't actually exist, but as an excuse for that kind of behavior to cover for this. And what they'll really do is when the Israelis fight back and you know, take out the people that it did, they will be vilified, they will be treated as terrorists, rather than the people who shot down and murdered people in cold blood while worshiping on a holiday commemorating one of the world's worst atrocities ever. Okay, just, just remember that, okay? So when we talk about the Palestine-Israel conflict, they make it seem like there's two sides, that there, there's a moral equivalence here. There isn't, okay? You're not just dealing with, like, you know, insane people who happen to be in charge, regular people. The Palestinian terrorists, they're encouraging these kind of attacks. Remember, they go, well, we'll take care of your family if you blow up a bomb vest. I mean, we're pretending like there's a moral equivalent to this insanity, and there just isn't. 
So make sure we call it out. Democrats, I will say, you know, there's a Hamas caucus in Congress, right? There's Democrats just vehemently anti-Israel supporting these lunatics across the board. There's movements across. Uh, there's a Pew poll, a Pew poll, like notable polling agencies that found that Democrats view Palestine more favorably than Israel. Now, they'll point to the response, and I hope there's a serious response back. Okay, because you know the reality is the only, you, you don't negotiate with terrorists. You don't negotiate with people like this. If they're celebrating like this, uh, there's some bad people in there. I hope the response is as aggressive as it, it can be, because you can't allow for this stuff to happen. It's got to stop. But to finish off the night, guys, I can't believe it. We're almost at an hour. I didn't think that we'd go that long. I was hoping for a half an hour, and then stick around. If you guys have been subscribed to Locals, uh, you know, go check it out there. I'll answer some Q&A. Frankly, there's too many questions coming up on here. I can't do it, but if you go to the Locals platform, uh, sort of the subscription side of things, I'll stick around for a little while, answer some of your questions directly uh, before I have to go and actually have dinner with the big man, DJT. But let's talk about DJT for a second. I think uh, the 2024 campaign season has begun. My father gave speeches over the weekend and in some of the key early states, New Hampshire and South Carolina. Um, and here's a good clip talking about what's going on so far. They said he's not doing rallies. He's not campaigning. Maybe he's lost that step. Uh, we didn't. I'm more angry now and I'm more committed now than I ever was. because. Yeah, you gotta love that narrative, right? Oh, he must be losing his state because he's not doing a rally every day two years before the election. That's it, folks. That's the narrative. You know, no one else has even declared. They're all putting their toe in their water. Half of them doing it to be able to sell some book. They have no intention or no chance. Doesn't matter, right? It's Trump that's not really doing anything. So let's let's dispel that notion. But a couple things really important. Uh, Couple speeches we got to talk about. Uh, one, obviously, talking about World War III. We covered that in detail, uh, and that the peace deal is necessary in Ukraine. Uh, but my father also gave a hilarious, hilarious speech talking about the unequal justice under the law, telling some Hunter Biden stories and perhaps what it'd be like if it was me. Check it out. We have a president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop, forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed, Pa. <laughs> now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like, this kid is not working out well for me. <laughs> and then the FBI goes and convinces the media that it's Russian disinformation. So I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he did a pretty funny clip. Uh, I, think he was, I think he was in Ohio, uh, you know, right before the primaries. And, you know, we were there, a big live audience, you know, thousands of people, unlike, you know, the Joe Biden, two people in a circle. Uh, and he goes, Don? If that was you, we'd be having an entirely different conversation. And that's right. And yet, it's disinformation. It's fake. But I think one of the things, and we've got to finish on this, one of the things I think that's so important, and the reason Trump's doing so well and has that bond with people, is that here's what he's like 
when you assume the cameras aren't on. This is actually one of the things I said it in the other day in the Speaker McCarthy interview, and I'm glad a lot of you liars like that, because I think there's sort of the notion of what was going on and what he's going to do on social media, and then there's the reality of what he's actually doing. And I wanted to make sure we had that conversation to make sure we have a chance to fight back against it. So I think we're off to a good start. But one of the things I said in that interview was sort of interesting. I said, you know, Trump's perhaps biggest political weakness is that he has incredible empathy. He just doesn't want to show it on a world stage because he's got to deal with the animals like Putin and Xi and, you know, Kim Jong and all of those guys. So he doesn't like to show it. But I thought this was sort of uh, amazing. When he visited sort of a fast food place, and we all understand uh, that my father likes his fast food. I think if I eat like my father, I'd weigh like 700 pounds. So it's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's the skinniest guy in the world, but he's got a metabolism that would rival anyone given how he eats. So uh, check out this clip because I thought it was so important. And uh, these are the things that, honestly, I wish he did more of it. Again, and I, I get it, I'm acknowledging, like some of these things would be like cheap pandering things, but he does so much of it, whether it's the Kevin McCarthy story about you know, showing up to Dover and keeping press away and not wanting to talk about those things. Um, but he does this, and I think it just resonates with people. That's the difference between so many of the politicians, even some of the ones that do well, they, that are really sort of, let's call it a figment of the media's creation or a figment of Instagram influencers creating a personality that doesn't really exist. We're going to see a lot more of that, I'm sure, in the coming months. Um, but I've been watching that sort of happen, and I want to end with this because this is the real Trump, and this is his real response to people out there, and it's why he's doing all of this, guys. I can assure you again, for me, for him, like we'd have been a lot better off just staying in real estate development, shutting up, building buildings, making a lot of money, being invited to the cool person party. Um, but this is what it's all about. And these are the people we're fighting for. Thank you very much. You so you recommend his food, right? Yes, sir. You care about Frank? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that you just help him in this presidency. what it's all about, folks, uh, being real, uh, being out there, not being a creation of sort of the meme generals like myself. And I understand, uh, you know, I've done that. I'm seeing someone saying Trump, Trump Jr. 2024. That would be, I mean, it'd be great because we'd solve all our media problems because their heads would explode collectively and we could actually have a chance at starting over with an actual fair, balanced, free press. But I'm not going to hold my breath. No chance of that right now, folks, but I can assure you this. We're going to keep fighting. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Th go check out our sponsors again. I say this because I understand just how difficult it is. As a business guy who's done this, once you start speaking out uh, against whether you call it the matrix, whether it's against the narrative, whether it's against the talking points, whether it's against the establishment, like it ain't easy. Goldcode.com forward slash Don Jr. Again, that part's important. It's easy to go to the URL and just do it, but make sure they understand that you're supporting or at least checking them out because you believe in the stuff that people like myself are saying. Again, I understand it's easy to do the other way, but these are guys that have the guts to step out, that are gonna try to advertise with guys like myself to give you guys my actual thoughts. Hopefully that helps shape some of the narrative. We gotta push back. That's been easy. Too many people are afraid to do that. My whole goal in all of this is to make all of you unafraid, to create enough of a critical mass that we can push back against the insanity that's out there, the insanity that's mortgaging our children and our grandchildren's future to the hilt, that's crushing freedom, liberty, democracy, not just here, but all over the world. It's happening. We've seen it. Trump brought out the insanity of the other side. They're not even pretending anymore. So make sure you go to our sponsors, make sure the people that support us, um, 
You let them know that you care. That's how we win, folks. We win by supporting those who have our belief system, not by being indifferent, not by having the apathy that we've had for the last few decades where I don't really care if you know Disney's going to jam their narrative down our throats and denounce everything that I believe and support every cause that hates my guts and would put me in the gulags or you. We've seen that. Support those that matter. Go check out goldcode.com forward slash Don Jr. Uh, let them know that you support. For those of you who want, stick around. Go subscribe. Go to Locals. I'm going to take some live q and I'm going to answer your questions for a few minutes before I go have dinner with uh, my big guy. Uh, haven't seen him in a couple days, so looking forward to that one. Or not, depending on what I said here. Maybe I'll be in big trouble. Who the hell knows? But... Whatever I said here, it ain't as bad as whatever's on the Hunter Biden laptop. So remember that, folks. Uh, and remember, there are things that even Hunter probably decided were too much for the laptop. Things that he said, maybe we shouldn't video. I wonder what those are, because the shit that I saw was pretty amazing. Uh, imagine the things that he said was like, that's a little too much. So stick around, guys. I'll switch over to Locals here in a few seconds. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode three. Uh, we're going to be back, uh, I think, on Thursday. Uh, awesome guest. We're going to be talking with Eduardo Bolsonaro either Thursday or I'll do it Monday. I don't know. Uh, similar situation to me. Son of the president of Brazil. Similar election. Won by people seemingly no support. People in the streets. Crowds that, frankly, could make some of the MAGA crowds look pretty small. Uh, and yet, the left is still pulling off. We're going to talk about those similarities. We're going to talk about the differences. And we're going to talk about what we need to do on a global scale to push back. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. I'll see you on Locals. You're the best. Goldcode.com forward slash John Jr. Let our supporters know that you've seen it, that you care, because that's how we push back against all these guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one.